meeting is being recorded. Hi everyone, welcome to another Black Woman's Hour. We're missing Aisha today. I just want to say Aisha's uh, suffered a bereavement and Aisha, we all love you and we're thinking about you and we miss you. So we will hopefully see you soon. Elaine, how are you doing? I'm good, you know. I'm glad this new weekend and everything and I'm in a good place despite good. the storm. Yes. Did that get you at all? Like, uh, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really, some people were like, oh my God, this is horrendous. I loved, I love it when rain batters the windows though. I love it. So I really enjoyed it. Oh. I'm not in a precarious place where my basement might get flooded or, you know what I mean, or something like that. So I don't have to, I'm in a flat up. So I don't, yeah. uh, The same, except for the fact that I had to make sure that everything on the balcony was like secure and my bike is inside as well. Because um, I'm doing a bike ride this weekend, as per, and um, unless it's raining. Because... Did you see that train that was stopped by a trampoline? <laughs> yeah? Okay. This is British Rail. British, not obviously not British Rail as it used to be as we grew up, but I mean British Railways. Everybody who's not from here who watches this, it, there's always a problem. But yeah. there genuinely was. But I don't understand why it took them two hours to get it off the track. That was ridiculous. Basically, there was a trampoline in the storm, blew out of a garden onto the railway track just outside Cardiff, and they were sitting on that train for like uh, two hours. And I don't know why they couldn't have fixed that quicker. Louise, how's it all going with you? All right, busy, 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 but all, all right. Um, yeah, um, got blown through Deptford last night, so that was cool. And then, yeah, I came home, someone stole my skirt. So we've got thieves in the building. So they stole my skirt, they stole my hoodie. So it's all good. They stole your what, your skirt? They stole my skirt. I ordered a skirt the other day oh. and I checked and the thing said that like it was delivered and like it just wasn't delivered and someone stolen it. So it's great. I was really looking forward to wearing that today, but we move. Where yeah. did you, uh, did, will you be able to get money back for it? Cause they shouldn't just leave it. Well, I mean, I've contacted um, Royal Mail this morning oh. and everything, so they're going to follow it and open that. But I'm just, I was, I was a bit like, what? So, I mean, it's not, my nephew's had his, you know, he's had his trousers stolen and his shirt and everything like that. So, yeah, we're on it. I mean, I've, I've decided that I'm not going to, I'm just going to have my stuff delivered to work now because it's just, we've got, we've got thieves. Did oh. your nephew steal your skirt? Well... There's something I want to tell you. His name, well, his name was Jaden. Now it's Jade. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so we've all had a sort of interesting week. Um, yeah. It's been interesting in the news as well. Uh, Crescent is gone, as we said last week. We did our a few puns. Um, Nick got the chop. All sorts of low-class jokes, of which I was no part of. Uh, but Cressida, it's come out now that they have actually, they're trying to encourage a male applicant to be the new police commissioner. What do we think of that? I think well, it's in because obviously in the entire history of the Metropolitan Police, the fact that it's taken one woman to expose the fact that the Metropolitan Police is racist, misogynistic, homophobic. I guess they want to return back to the status quo of not having these things revealed to the rest of the world who aren't black. I don't think it was revealed because of her though. I don't I'm being sarcastic, her. but they don't like it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saying it's a bit like um, a knee-jerk reaction in the same way that after they had the first, in inverted commas, black president, 
they then went for the biggest racist that you can find um, to be the next American president. So I guess it's the response. Is, they voted in that person. That was the American public. But in this case, it's the police themselves. They're, you know, whoever's doing the recruiting process for them, who's targeting a male. And that's kind of different because, I mean, you can not really control what the public are going to do in that respect. But the fact that internally, a body like the police with a history like what they have, the Metropolitan Police have literally just, I, that, I think that's more worrying, to be honest. I think for me, one of, one of the issues is this, because so this week we were talking about meritocracy and whether in relation to education, but also in relation to wider society. And I think on the surface of it, a lot of a lot of people, not just the Metropolitan Police, but they'll put it out there and say that, you know, like we're equal opportunities and like, you know, we were meritocratic, whoever's the best person should get the position. But in reality, I don't think, I mean, as, as we know, I mean, I think it, it doesn't happen. And I think this is a clear case of it not happening because, you know, they're saying, yes, anyone can apply, but we want a man and we want this much experience and stuff. And I was actually listening to, um, oh gosh, I think it was Tisky Sauer the other day and they were talking about all the different people that have been, let's just say, put out there, their names have been put out there. And I think there was only two women, most of them were men, you know, from other things. So, you know, I guess that was the direction of traffic, but it's it's just demonstrates how. Just to make it clear, I don't think they've said we want a man, but they've said that the guys have been, you know, how they'll go, ethnic minorities are encouraged to apply. Apply, so we can put it in the bin. Like, I think they've literally done something like that. Like, you yeah. know, men have been encouraged to, to apply. They haven't said we're definitely taking a man, but it's, 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 it's so unnecessary in a force that's so heavily male. You don't need to yeah. say that. Because I, I, I can't remember what the stat is about the Metropolitan Police, but like, considering like most of the time you see police male officers and it's very rare actually to see a police woman. Um, so it's, to me, it was actually kind of quite obvious that the next commissioner is very likely to be a man, even if they look across like the UK, even though they're looking to fish outside because most of the senior police officers that we hear about now are all men. Yeah. Um, the ones anyway. Anyway, mm. I don't know. I'm having my own issues with them people right now. So mm. good. We're well, moving on from the police. Uh, <laughs> um, gosh, Kanye West. Can we? What is? What's he doing? What is he doing? Uh, Kanye West. I don't like the way this is being set up to be a race thing when it comes, and people are like making jokes. Some woman tweeted, my man better act like Kanye if I ever tried to get up and leave him. You really want to be stalked? You really want to be abused to that level? You really want your kids dragged through something like that? These men who cannot take no for an answer, it, anyone who can't, I, I've just been dealing with it a lot like, anyway recently. Anyone who stalks anyone, who the hell do you think you are? Okay, there's guys out there that do not want to see me again. Fine, bye. You know what I mean? I can take the L, I'm good with it, let's just go. Why would you take it upon yourself to follow someone, to 
keep sending the messages, whether they be public or private, to to make a nuisance out of yourself, you know? You wanna go to a child's party when you're acting erratically. Why would anyone want you at a child's party? You're acting so... Let's let's dial it back to Louise who doesn't know. So Louise, in the past couple of weeks, Mm. all right, so so if we go back, Kim filed for divorce um, 2021, some point. Mm. Um, when she filed for divorce, the first thing that Kanye did was, and or was it, was that when he announced before that she filed for divorce that Kim had said that she, when she was pregnant with their first child, that she was going to, she, she was considering an abortion. Now, that's between the husband and wife. Why mm. would we know this? Because of Kanye's big mouth. So then the, they filed for divorce. And so then, or she filed for divorce um, with him. Like, I'd say that they were kind of getting on okay publicly because I don't follow them publicly until um, it was revealed that Kim has now got a new boyfriend. However, during this time, since they they were separated last summer, I think it was June or something, he's been involved publicly with three different women. The recent one is this woman called Julia Fox, who... I don't even, they, they broke up after Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, Kanye decided to send a truck full of roses to Kim's house. Oh no. Um, he has, like, the woman like, it, I'll send you all this stuff later, but the woman um, that he was with, they've been, they've been doing lots of photo shoots and all these other kind of weird things together. In the past two weeks, we've had the kids' birthday party where Kanye said he didn't know, but Kanye was at this party. He's sending private messages to Kim. Why do we know that he sent private messages to Kim? Because he then puts it onto Instagram and onto Twitter. Mm -hmm. And Kim's like saying, why can't we have our private messages between ourselves? Why are you putting out publicly? He's now said he wants her back. Oh, sorry. He also bought a house next door to her. And, and he's like, depending on what school of thought you are, there are some people, despite the fact that he's, this is the man who said slavery is a choice, there are some people from our community who are men, who are like, you see this black man, he's trying to fight for his children. And it's like- Not just know. men, not just men. <laughs> Women as well, sorry. But I've, on my timeline, it's been men. Like he's fighting for, to see his children. Why are you like, try, why are like, we? Black men, like they're always demonized and he's trying to be a good dad. No, he's not. When he was, he had the kids on, when was the Super Bowl? Was that Sunday? At the Super Bowl, when he had his children, that's when he was tweeting all this nonsense to Kim. So you're seeing your children, but you're tweeting to Kim. So it's not about your kids, it's about Kim. And it kind of, in my mind, especially some of the topics that we talked about in the past, it kind of shows that the most dangerous time for a woman is once she has left the man. Because we don't even know what he was like when they were married. And whether you like him or you don't like him, there are women that we know, women that we may have been, women that are in our family who have been in this kind of position where the guy to your friends, his 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 attention to you, which is beyond creepy. I was like, oh, he must really love you. Like love bombing. And it's, 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 it's to it's, me- it's, it's not just love bombing, it's isolation. I do remember yeah. my ex, when we used to argue when we first got together, he would call my friends and I go, why are you calling my friends? Why don't you call your own friends? 
you're calling my friends so that when this all shit, shit hits the fan, I've got no one to go to because I go to them and they go, he loves you so much, Ava. I'm like, oh my God. And I remember after particularly, I'd been split up with him, but there's something he did that, that was, I'm not even gonna get into it, but horrendous to um, a family member of mine. And I remember going into a pub for a friend's wedding and a wedding reception and being stopped by a guy who used to work with him. And this shit just hit the fan that day. And I have to be pinned up by one of his ex-work colleagues going, he loved you so much. That's much I know. He loved you. He loved you. And I just like, really, really. Um, I'll tell you, like, the black women that I've seen, I'm not saying they're on, you know, they get tweeted into my timeline or whatever. But for a long time, black women have had issues with the Kardashians. Okay? The Kardashian sisters are vampires. They will steal black culture. They will steal, you know, they'll get the aesthetic you know, the look of a black woman, just not being black. And they've done some stuff in the past that is very, some will say questionable, some will say outright racist. Up until the other day, they are still having a go at that Will Smith's goddaughter, Jordan, who apparently kissed Chloe's baby father, who's made a baby with somebody else, you know, since all that happened. Um, so a lot of black women have no time for the Kardashians. I know exactly why, and I agree why. The problem being this, at the end of the day, it really, it's, uh, he's making it into a race thing, okay? To me, what this reminds me of, his behavior. Now, for years, the black community have spoken about the Kardashians and what vampires they are and everyone wants to be black, but they don't really want to be black. Oh, it's great to pump your backside up to look like a black woman, but God forbid, you know, you should ever do anything to genuinely help black people. It reminds me of OJ. It reminds me of when OJ, and that's another abusive man. Yeah. And he was doing, when the jury were gonna come around, he had like black people in the jury, mostly black jury he had in the end, I think. Yeah. And when they were gonna come around to his house, they took down all the pictures of white women, all the posters of white women, all the pictures of his new white girlfriend, all of these, and they started putting pictures up of the Brown and versus Board of Education with that young black girl was going to school for the first time and being abused by all these white people. They changed the whole cultural face. Now, Kanye is not to me, Kanye, Kanye, whatever, is not Kanye, I think it is. He's Kanye. Ye now, he's changed it legally to Ye. Okay, mm -hmm. Kanye, <laughs> I refuse to call him whatever he wants to be called, at the end of the day, is not a black man who has championed black people for a long time. He has made some disgusting, controversial comments himself. So from now, for him to start talking about, oh my God, Kim and her family, it's like, get out. You know, they're trying to get a black man. Oh, they're trying to do this. To try. Don't fall for it. You didn't give a damn about black people for years. This is not a black issue. This is an abusive man issue, as far as I'm concerned. You just don't do these things. You don't do no, these things. No, I mean, I think, oh, sorry, I was making a note here, but I think what is very, very interesting about what because I mean for him it sounds to me like you know what he thinks is love is actually sort of like a weird kind of hegemonic hegemonic masculinity and narcissism gone wrong um, no no narcissism but like hegemonic mas uh, masculinity gone wrong because I think you know the very fact that you, how are you going to go outside of someone's house and just kind of like deliver a truck full of roses that's too much and it's also very public because everybody's going to see that and then the tweets 
everything everyone is going to see that so there's 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 that but then that's also a form of control as well it's it's a form of control because he's getting everyone to look at what they what he is doing but then also like in a weird way he you know like it's kind of like trying to put pressure on her to go back to him but it's also narcissistic because like you know this is what narcissists do because they they love bomb you left right and center and everything like that and this this kind of like weird behavior but probably in his mind he probably thinks that he thinks that's love but it's kind of like coercive, narcissistic, narcissistic. It's coercive um, control, which is yeah. it's coercive control. It's basically, I've just decided, like you're sitting there in videos, in photos with next women with their legs all around you, their legs around your neck and all sorts of stuff. But she's not supposed to have anybody. You are basically telling people, oh, when you see her man, you know, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. After she said, you're putting this guy in physical danger. We're talking America where people walk around with guns. It mm. takes a second. Now you've riled up all your fans and tried to make this into a black white issue and you're a black man doing this and that. What if someone just shoots this guy? No, but you see, this is the thing. Don't I mean, you're do saying, that. You're Don't saying... do that. Don't say these things. You're putting this guy in physical danger. He then goes up, don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. He goes, leave it to me and post a picture of, uh, of, a, of a guy with his hand around another guy's neck. This is nothing but coercive control. And there's no love in it whatsoever. No, no, no. But I mean, it's also very interesting what you said about like him and OJ Simpson and the way that like, you know, they they when when they choose to be black, it's it's you know, like when they need that, how can I say it, support off of people. And then like, you know, they it's almost like they put on their blackness when they when they need it, when they think, you know. And, and I think it creates a really bad um, impression of what we are. Do you know what I mean? As black people, it creates a very, very bad impression because he's kind of like doing that displacement thing again. Like, you know, when whenever he is not in a situation like this, then it's just like, OK, well, I'll just displace what I am. But then when he needs it, then he puts the armor back on again. But to me, all this kind of like stinks of kind of like, as you say, because of coercive control and narcissism, that's what it boils down to. And I think that we as women have to recognize that and we just have to find some way of working together. Like what happened when Reva Stephen Camp was killed? Stephen Camp, wasn't it? By Oscar Pistorius. Black women went down to that court in their droves and they stood outside and said, we understand that pain and we know exactly what you're feeling. I mean, anywhere where you could make race an issue, South Africa and Oscar Pistorius was being racist as well. Race mm -hmm. was brought into that. He was basically saying, oh, well, you know, these blacks, they were breaking the gated community. So I just had to shoot because of these blacks. I've got these guns. And, you know, him and his family were saying some horrendous racist things. Those black women just put that, they weren't interested. They're like, you're not going to be distracting from what this is. This is domestic violence. This is a man who killed his partner who had been abusive to in the past. And that's what they did. And I know it's often left on us as black women to be the ones who are the bigger ones who will do that, who will go, you know what? Right is right, whatever. That's what we're gonna go for. And that's, that's you know, I think we're just gonna, whatever dislike you have of Kim Kardashian, and I don't like her at all. She doesn't deserve this. And just think about all the people who are like Kim Kardashian, who don't have the money to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you take these people to court, I know personally how much it costs to keep trying to go back to court and all these kind of things, at least she has 
that kind of background. I'm pretty sure she's got a friend of her dad's who yep. she could call a favorite from. Her dad was a massive, you know, hotshot lawyer. But think about this. And when you see this behavior and you're seeing it play out on the world stage, I hope that you can look at that and recognize it when you see it car carried out in your mm -hmm. own neighborhood or, I mean, or anything like that. Because this is a, a, a long standing problem with yeah. these kind of people. I think it's, isn't it? It's, it's just a matter of, not just, but like it's a matter of just like, you know, women coming together because with it's horrible to say it, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to any any one of us as women and stuff like that. So it's, it is about women coming together. And like you say, um, Kim Kardashian, she's got all that sort of like, you know, capital behind her. She's got networks and all this. that. And so if it got really, really too big, too bad, you know she could actually deal with it but there's an awful lot of women that that don't and i think it is important to sort of like recognize I mean, that some people have people and then they don't others don't you know she has kind of the means to deal with it but then nicole brown simpson kind of had the means to deal with it and look at what happened to her Weaver Stephen yeah. Camp had the means to deal with it. Look at what happened to her, you know so and that's what i mean that's I what i mean because it can happen to anybody it exactly. can happen to anyone. exactly so yeah i think we're just going to have to show some sympathy and Azalea Banks, the clock that's right twice a day, said, <laughs> doesn't matter what you think about, she's got her own issues, but whatever you think about that, look at those kids that they've got. Yeah. Those are little girls and they're in America. So it doesn't matter what color Kar Kim Kardashian is. Those are little black girls in America that are in that house who are seeing this. So if you've got no respect or no love for Kim Kardashian, think about those little black girls that are growing up witnessing this, it, it, it's not nice. It's not, it's not, because I mean, I think that's the sort, you, you know, like if a kid grows up in a violent house, right? You know, the, the, and they don't know any better, right? That is their marker of what they think a relationship should be as they get older, do you know? I mean, of course it isn't, of course it's not right. But that, because that's what they've seen in their formative years, unless somebody kind of like really works with them and teaches them different, different, that is what they're going to think it is. It took me years to undo a lot of the yes. years, and we'll leave it at that. Um, so also in America, um, Michelle Tafoya, who is basically, this is just unbelievable. And it kind of ties to a British story that we've got as well, because it was across the papers today. Elaine, do you want to give some background? Teachers have been told to stop teaching woke lessons. It was Nadim. One of us were talking about it. It was, 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 was Nadim Zahawi because what had happened was that I think some, as part of their, I don't know, I can't remember whether it was the citizenship curriculum, but they were, you, in, in, when you do a citizenship curriculum, you you have to write, you know, like you, you have to do some sort of like critical analysis of a particular situation. And I think the whole party gate was one of the issues that came up. And like, you know, some kids, uh, um, I, th I think it might, I think they might have even been from Nottingham. Don't, you know, that's the EU, we do things like that. But anyway, so they kind of like were a little bit critical of Partygate and they were saying that like, you know, this doesn't, this couldn't run because I couldn't see my relatives and all this, that and the other. And they were showing disappointment in the situation. But then um, the other day he was on Sky News sort of saying how, you know, the kids shouldn't be criticized and that, you know, and then there was an article in the Sun or the Daily Mail sort of saying that, oh, 
you know these teachers should be should be um, rooted out. But then this is on also kind of relates to something else because our friend Auntie Kay um, two years ago she was also saying how we shouldn't have um, critical race theory and you know like kids as young as five are being taught critical race. I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think they are. I mean, if they are in schools, I'm not really aware of it. But who's I'm, Auntie K? Sorry? Did you say um, Auntie? Auntie K, yeah. Who's Auntie K? Auntie K, Auntie Kemi. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Kem Kem. so she was saying she was saying that oh like you know she the conservative party stands against sort of like critical race theory and that they're being taught it in schools but i don't think they are i don't i, I don't i don't think they are and i saw um, that great yeah yeah i mean i i think i i think sometimes she may know what it is, she may not, but I think sometimes there is a misunderstanding of what critical race theory actually is. I mean, you know, some some of it I don't agree with, you know what I mean? But I think people don't necessarily understand that it's 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 just about sort of like recognizing sort of like how there are intersectional like inequalities that affect people's lives and everything like that, and just trying to deconstruct that. But like the way I think it's being put across it permeates everything and it's all kind of wrong and you know people are perpetuating these kinds of ideas you know people don't like critical thinking in education and stuff like that and I think yeah they, they make it really basic and they spread I remember seeing that debate in the comments and I remember yeah. seeing her and Bim and whoever it was on one side and uh, Dawn Butler and somebody I think yeah. and Jeremy Corbyn on the other side and they were talking about it and she mm. was saying yeah but if you can talk about slavery if you're going to talk about slavery, then you have to talk about the bad things black people did too at the time. I don't, so I'm, I'm very, like, I can understand about, I'm being facetious here, I'm saying, I can understand why you might not want to teach critical race theory if you don't want to show that white people are all that bad and this, that, whatever. But where does that, where does that line stop? And the reason I say that is that when we were at school and we all went to school underneath, um, a conservative administration. We still had to learn about the suffragettes. We still had to learn about the fact that the suffragettes were killing themselves and doing all sorts because of the fact that they were not able to vote and about being oppressed as women. So if you've got an issue of teaching about critical race theory because of the fact you don't want to teach facts within that realm, does that mean that you're, what, what are you going to talk about when it comes to things like Emily Davis? That's, that's what the Tories are actually doing. Um, they are um, now taking away trade unions. You can't, they don't want you to learn in school about how the Labour Party started and the reason the Labour Party started. They are removing all of these things from the curriculum. Look, this is like um, what I've, I've said before. White supremacy is unimaginative and white supremacy is the same tricks over and over again. But white supremacy will adapt and change to survive. They have to, because there's not enough of them. You know what I mean? So they will always adapt and change. So this is one of the things that they are doing. They will just all of a sudden change the rules on you. They will include all of a sudden white Jews are now white. White Jews weren't white for a long time. Uh, Polish people are now white. Italian people are now white. They will adapt and change to survive. That's what they do. And I just think it's, um, it's the reason I brought it up is because it does relate to what's going on in these schools. And there's a woman called Michelle Tafoya, 
And she was working for the NFL for years. Now, as they always do when it comes to these sporting people, and a lot of media outlets, what they will do is a woman will get to a certain age and all of a sudden you're replaced by a younger model. Um, hey, it even happens in the institution of marriage. So this is what's happened to her. Less than 24 hours after standing, working with so many black NFL players for however many years, she's now come out as a full-blown racist. She's now criticizing Colin Kaepernick. She's now talking about schools and about critical race theory and why it shouldn't be taught. And it's just unbelievable. I mean, like as a middle-aged white woman, yeah, you might get thrown out of certain circles, but us three don't have an option to suddenly just turn into racists. You know what I, I mean? Think, I mean, going, going back to the whole critical race theory, I mean, I just think that a lot of people, they just don't understand what it is. So, you know, when, and, and, and it's the same with a lot of things now, and even the whole, um, culture war at the moment and stuff like that. I mean, people are throwing in all these things left, right and centre, but they don't know what what it is. So, but then, you, you know, like by not knowing what it is, people kind of like blow it up into something that they think it is just to kind of create divisions between people and stuff like that. So they know what it is or not, because before it wasn't critical race theory. It was called political correctness gone mad. And it's the same, and they just they're just changing the terminology. These people, I don't think it is because some of these people, they're not sociologists. They don't care. They've picked the they've, they've, they've latched onto a word or a phrase that will suit their end goal. These are the people who for years, like coming from the fact that I'm a massive bibliophile, there's this mass, there's this thing that happens in November every week, which is called Band Book Week. In Band Book Week, it's the, um, the, the American Library Association basically highlights all the books that have been banned by those Bible Belt country, um, states, as well as other parts of the world, but predominantly Bible Belt states, right? And when you look at some of the books that they have banned in the past, they banned Harry Potter because it was encouraging witchcraft. I mean, I don't know. I've not, I haven't watched Harry Potter or read Harry Potter, but because they're, they're because they're, they're staunch waspy Christians, they're bad, they're trying to ban the sixteen nineteen and the sixteen nineteen projects. Do you know why? Because it tells people about the Amer American history, something that they should all know. It's only two hundred years. You should know what your history is about. Your country. I mean, you should know about the fact that you that the um, Native Americans were that genocide was committed. This is the foundations of your country but they don't want it to be taught. And they'll say, oh, critical race theory. They'll say, oh, it's woke gone bad. They've gone peace. But basically it's the fact that they're racist and they're sexist and they're misogynistic and that they're homophobic and they want to maintain their status quo. But what, what I mean, I think what we're saying is not entirely different because like, they don't know what it is, but they don't know what it is. But like, that's what I'm saying. They're just taking things out of the air. They don't know what it is, but they're putting a negative spin on it in order to sort of like reinforce those divisions between people. So I don't think what like we're saying- is I mean, on the front of the Independence Day, Teachers are told to stop teaching woke classes. Like what the hell is a woke class? Just run with it. What is it? Yeah, teachers told stop woke lessons. No, but what the, what what's a woke? What is a woke class? I mean, on, honestly, and that's what I mean because it feels like you know people don't know what the hell these things are, but like you know they put it in a kind of pejorative way, okay. and then they run away with it, in, and then it turns it into something that it absolutely isn't. 
I mean, for good, oh God. Anyway. Okay, I'll give you an example. Again, but going back to when um, Michael Gove was the Department Education Secretary, his definition of what a woke class would be is teaching books to children which deviate from the fact that obviously it's English literature, therefore we should only teach books which are from people who are potentially classed as English. We might be a bit exotic and talk about Scottish people and Welsh people, but woe betide, betide you if you say that you're gonna talk about any writers from the Commonwealth, the dark Commonwealth, and they don't like, to, like, it's very, and so those are what they mean. Anything that's teaching you any kind of critique of the status quo is classed as woe. Yeah, but then that, that also then links back, also links back to the broader thing about um, critical, critical thinking and, and it's not just what is taught it's how it's taught as well because I was I was reading something today actually with this guy called Paolo Freire and he says that you know he talks about this idea of like the the, the pedagog pedagogy of the oppressed so like you know what happens he says that you know people are just taught to test to test yeah, talk, talk for testing basically and then that doesn't allow you to sort of like think outside of the box you know what I mean so that you know thinking thinking about these theory different theories or thinking about different you know writers or whatever and he said that that's really kind of dangerous and what worries me about all of this is that I hope we don't I don't I don't know if this is I don't know if this is taking it too far but like not a million miles away ago not a million years ago you know people were burning books yeah, absolutely. well, they are, but they're doing it in America. It's yeah. not yeah. they're actually doing it now in America. They, yeah. they burn last week. They burn copies of Harry Potter. Yeah, not because I of mean, not because of people's opinions about J.K. Rowling, but because of their opinions about the fact. Yeah, that but I mean, this eighty was it eighty seventy. Um, no, it happened last week. Last. Not 18 something, yeah. it happened in 2022 in America. No, but this is what I'm saying, but history repeats itself, doesn't it? I mean, this is what I'm saying, because I just remember what it was like 85, 86 years ago, and then we, we, are we here again, you know? Yeah. yeah. It, it just repeats itself. That's what I said about white supremacy being un unimaginative. I mean, we're talking about Michael Gove as, as the education secretary and the damage that he got. I mean, what qualifications does he even have? Who picks these briefs for these ministers? Like, why are you education secretary? We've got a culture, sec culture secretary at the moment who's a lush, who doesn't even seem to talk sense, who, who's just, what, what are you there for? You know, um, the, there's outrage in the Muslim community. There's a, a podcast that's come along called The Trojan Hoax. Um, and it's basically about what's happened um, well, basically, it's the investigative journalism podcast called uh, Serial, and it's speaking about what's known as the Trojan hoax, where they went, basically, it's about prevent. Prevent is something that has been put out there to, this really targets the Muslim community. They claim it targets other people, it doesn't. It's really for the Muslim community. And um, I actually do remember being, watching, because I used to watch Parliament religiously until key Keir Starmer took over Labour. I used to watch the Parliament channel all the time. So I used to watch all of the debates. I sometimes used to go and watch them on YouTube and stuff. And I do remember when they said, this is for the Muslim community. And I think it was Ian Paisley Jr. who said, but what about terrorism in Ireland and stuff? No, 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 this is for the Muslims. So basically prevent, I mean, uh, Louise, you work in university, you must be aware of it. Anytime we, I go to a university to give a talk or anything like that, they have to run me through prevent. 
So basically, it's about trying to catch terrorists uh, early, and they mean Muslim terrorists. So basically, they had targeted this school in Birmingham, and they had the kids doing some terrible things, like the police. A guy had said, uh, a little kid had said he wants to give arms to the poor. Now, that is one of the five pillars of Islam, which is charity, arms, A-L-M-S, not A-R-M-S. All hell broke loose. I mean, they've had children in police stations, getting them to recite the Quran and making that seem that they're extremists. Um, Muslim children have drawn innocent pictures that have been taken out of context. You know, it's happened also in America. Do you remember that little boy who made a clock? Um, and President Obama, he was basically done for terrorism. They tried to say he was making a bomb in school. I mean, look, like we've seen with the critical race theory, it happens over there, it happens over here as well. Straight from the Steve, Steve Bannon playbook, basically. Um, I think some of that is to do with, because, I mean, the, the, the guy about the clock, uh, sometimes I think, and, 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 you know, like I'm thinking of Heidi Safia Mirza, and when she said that sometimes you see a young black kid who's very, very intelligent, but like, you know, it, it, people don't want to accept that. And she, because she says that, you know, there's a general belief that we're somehow ineducable. So we're not in, we're, we're not, in we can't, it, the, the society says we can't be intelligent. So I just wonder whether that is another sort of, I don't know, another element of that, or like, you know, the way that other brown kids are seen that, you know, if we're somehow challenging the status quo about what we are and you know our intelligence and stuff like that. Do you see what I mean? Hello? Hello? Me? You're on mute, Ava. You're on mute. Oh dear. Oh yeah, you are. Okay, cool. He's so on the phone. Uh, no, that's <laughs> fine. let's um let's move on because we <laughs> can't hear you. You're no, on no, mute. It's right, right no. Let's move on to the next. Okay, topic. sorry about that, guys. I just had a phone call. I had to answer. Um, so no, I really want to just talk about this for a second. Oh. So the Trojan Horse Affair is the name of the podcast, and mm -hmm. Hamza Syed, who's a journalism student, and uh, he's a Pakistani background, British and um, Brian Reed, and they looked at all these allegations and how present, prevent was being pushed in the Muslim community and it was starting to affect children. Now, I was in a Twitter space the other day and uh, it was about this whole thing and hearing non-black Muslims, one after the other, one after the other, go up to this microphone and go, I think, they don't like our kids. They don't care about kids. How can you bring kids into it? What's going on? And I'm just like, like, I don't think I should say anything. I don't think I've been Muslim long enough to say anything. And my friends from my Ramadan support group were like, you've got to speak, you've got to say something. And it just, you know, I think, I think we've said it on this show before, people need to pay attention to what has happened to other communities. Anyone who follows this show knows last year we did uh, Rogan Productions had a documentary out called Subnormal and it was about I said how can you go how could this happen how could this happen I went you didn't notice when it happened to us did, did that just go over your head 
You didn't notice when they criminalized black children, when they uh, labeled us educationally subnormal, when they criminalized our children and took them out and put them in secure units. And I, I just think at this point, because of where we are with the government and where we are with everything that's kind of going on, um, we have got a very, very right wing government. And we have, like you said, we have black and brown faces in high place in that government and it's not helping us. So I think at this point, if you want to cut some time and you're seeing something that's happened to your community, maybe look outside your community and see what's happened to other minoritized communities. Can I, in, can I be the same, same with can gay I? people, section 28. You want to know about what's happened with the Trojan horse thing? Go and look all about section 28 and look at what they did to gay people in this country and go and look at how they fought it. Go and speak to the people who are still around. Go and speak to the Caribbean people. What did they do? They put Saturday schools together. Go and look at all of those things and build on them. It really bugs me when a minoritized community in this country go, oh, how could this happen? Because it's can I, before. Can, I, can I pull something and, and let, again, let me be devil's advocate as I always am, right? So I think, oh God, I forgot the name of this guy. Anyway, it's gone now. But I just wonder, I just wonder whether, I think, yes, that's it, Keenan, 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 Keenan Malik, I think it was. But like sometimes I just wonder whether it's this thing where, you know, when the spotlight is being put on one community, right people tend to sort of like you know they even if they're of another minority group right they might just try and sort of like just kind of distance themselves because they don't want the same crap to be put on them but like the thing is it and because i mean i remember as well when i was doing this research um i did this paper and i was talking to someone in woolwich and she was saying how um she she she's uh east african so like she's half Eritrean, half ethiopian and she used to move with somalians and she was saying that like how people always used to sort of keep away from even though everyone was black people used to keep away from the somalians because like no one wanted to be picked on and brutalized so then what was also happening was that other black communities were brutalizing these somalian people so i'm just i mean and i just we were just saying that i wonder if it's because you know when a group is being targeted by the media and all this, that, and the other, just so that people don't get the same treatment, then they will do, they will either separate themselves or they'll go in on bullying them. And I don't think that's right. I mean, I'm with you. In the it says, oh, yeah, but then yeah. you can look at divide and conquer, then you have to go, and then they came for me. Keir yeah, Starmer yeah. is a great example of this. Keir Starmer who has said nothing while Zara Sultana is bullied and harassed. He said nothing while Diane Abbott is bullied and harassed and abused. You know what I mean? He said something when Angela Rayner was, but he had nothing to say about those people. Now, when Boris Johnson decided to pull out the Jimmy Savile card, look at what happened to him. But you have just stood by. You know, what we need to understand is you can't save yourself by turning on other people. I mm. understand people do it, I get that. People don't want, listen, when I did that Trayvon Martin thing a few years back, I did a Trayvon Martin demonstration um, 
uh, outside the American embassy. And I was trying to draw a parallel between the criminalization of black kids there and what happens to our kids here. I invited the Muslim Council of Britain. They sent down a load of guys um, who were, you know, obviously Muslim by the way they dressed in some women as well. I remember speaking to some black people who were there going, what are they doing here? What, what do they want here? I said, what do you mean, what do they want here? I asked them to come here. What for? I said, well, maybe because one of the things that we are objecting to is stop and search. And if anybody understands stop and search, they do, because they're not getting through the airport. They're getting through the airport. We're getting through the airport quicker than them these days. So like, if you can't, I understand what you're saying, but to me, it's not an excuse. How no, many times has that to happen? To different people. Yeah. Look at look at uh, uh, Elaine. We hosted a Twitter space. Look at the Filipino girl. You're half white. You're half Filipino, but you look Chinese to an ignorant person. Okay. She said she had a mask on. All the guy saw was her eyes. He said, "Get out of my Uber. I'm not taking Chinese people." How long were they the model minority? Do you understand what I'm saying now? No, like. Did, I mean, I, I I agree with you. I mean, but I'm just I'm just observing. What, this is this is I think what what happens because, yeah, I, I think this is sadly what happens. But I mean, I do agree in the sense that like you know you have to look at that first it came because I mean I remember having sort of like a row with with someone because, sadly. Sadly, it was like, you know, it was, it was another black person and stuff like that. I mean, it was around the time of Brexit. I mean, I had so many rows with people, but, you know, again, this person was sort of like saying, oh, well, there's too many immigrants here. And I'm just like, but fam, well, what do you think you are? Do you know what I mean? And I said that, like, at the end of the day, like, you remember, uh, well, no, you weren't in the country at the time, but, like, you know, not so long ago, there were come, people were coming for us. And then, like, you know, you are an immigrant. And I said that, you know, Brexit was, sadly, it was about trying to sort of, the way that they framed it was that, like, you know, trying to get rid of Eastern European people. But the reality is, is that a lot of people weren't just thinking about that. They were thinking about black people like us. They were thinking about brown people and all this and the other. But I think people for people do forget, you, you know, like they, they do forget. And, and, you know, like when they think that they've got it's almost like they're pulling up the ladder behind them. And I think, as you say, in this day and age, I don't think we can be doing that. Not with this political climate. That we're exactly. under at the moment. So I, 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 I think we're all saying the same thing. I completely mm -hmm. agree. I'm going to move on from that to something a little bit more fun. Um, mm -hmm. Tinder Swindler. This is another thing uh, that has obviously been a massive hit on Netflix. Everybody's mm -hmm. talking about it. Everyone's got something to say. I have seen a lot of black women going, could never be me. Not me. Tinder Swindler. No, got any black women because they did show a gallery of women and I saw black faces on it. So, but they weren't involved in the documentary. So I don't know if he ever did con any black women. Um, but so black women are out there saying, could never got black women like that. What, what do we think people, what do we say about that? Louise, do you reckon a Tinder swindler could ever get you? No. no. You don't think so, but you, no. you think it's because you're black or do you think it's because you're smart it's as just, hell. No, it's just because of who I am and stuff. I'm very, very, yeah, I can smell a rat. I mean, I, I can smell, I mean, people think, oh, like, you know, because she's a bit dizzy and all this and the other, but like, I have a shit, sorry, I have a bit of a radar and stuff like that. And if, if 
I, if I don't think someone's legit, then they can do one. So, but I mean, have you ever had a guy try? Because we were trying to get some stories in as well of guys that have tried to con you. I have so many. I have even one from yesterday. Have you got any of guys that have tried, but you saw it coming? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, blimey. Um, you know, like I had, oh gosh, emails. I've had, I've had emails and all this, that and the other. So then, you know, one, one time somebody tried it. So do you know what I did was I just kind of like sent the email back and I, and I, you know, I did a grammar correction. And then, then I've never heard from them again because, like, the grammar was just like horrible. What about personally? Has anybody you've ever been in a relationship with or anything tried it on you and you've gone, okay, this guy's dodgy? Because no, I was going to say, emails is different. Because is that is the emails? Is that a bit like the 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 the, fa the factory farms where they might be sending out the emails to any everybody? Like the Nigerian no. prince? Do you mean the Nigerian? Type emails. It could be, but then you know, like some of them actually came to me directly, and then you know, spelling my name Lousy. But anyway, so, but I mean, the thing, I mean, yeah, some, some guy. Oh, the best one, <laughs> the one of one of the best ones was like one time I was walking to work, and like I had this bag. Um, it was like a kind of briefcase, and this man came up to me and said, "You look sensible." I mean, and the thing is, I knew. I just thought to myself, you know what? uncle don't even go there do you know what I mean because I was just thinking I, I just thought to myself I know where you're going with this because like you think that okay you're going to ask me out and you're going to tell me you're going to sweet mouth me and then you know like I'm going to give you papers and I'm just like mm -mm, no 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 and I was just like okay thank you and then I just kept oh, going to do it you saw a lot from that. You look sensible. I saw him <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, you know what? Like, you, you does that make him a con man, though, Louise? No. I'm asking about people specifically who are after you for money. They are. They want money off you. Has anybody? Yeah. Ever tried? Are you the trying to? Is, they don't not, get that far. It's not. I mean, the thing is that I I think with someone like that. You know that that's what's coming. I mean, if it's not the money, then no, it's the money. Louise, we're talking about money. Louise, Louise, in that circumstance, that to me is like walking down my favorite high street in the whole of London, where you walk past the barber shop and you know you're gonna get it. That to me is the same kind of level. It's, yeah. you, could go, you know, it would be sweetness. It will be you look sensible. It'll be buffeting. It'll be like. Bumper. I think that's different from somebody yeah. approaching you. Someone trying to rob you. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody trying to, like, I, as I mentioned to you guys earlier about the person who was trying to talk to me about how he wants to, he wants to if he invest, see if he can invest two million pounds. Why are you talking to me for? Right. Exactly. And, that, and that's the difference. Because, and I guess, mm. the, the, I guess like the closest analogy and even then I did raise an eyebrow because I was thinking it doesn't make any sense was when I was younger many moons ago when somebody was like oh I've got a problem with my bank account maybe you can put money into oh, if you can put money into your bank account and then you can give it to me later and I'm looking and thinking but that doesn't make any sense to me because if I can put money into your bank account why can't you put that same set of money into your bank account mm -hmm. and that's so, the kind of thing that I'm talking about yes. like yesterday I've had this guy talking to me for a while. And yes, I call him Uncle Ben, because a black yeah. guy with a white beard, he looks like he should be on the packet, oh. a packet of yeah. rice. Is it really him? Is it uh, really him? No, it could well be, right? So me and my sister, we just laugh. We call him, I go, oh, Uncle Ben's on one again. 
right? And it was very much chatting, da 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 da. I don't have time. I've got shit going on in my mm-hmm. life right now. But it was very much like, hey, I'm from New York, but I'm in Abu Dhabi oh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my business, but blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, whatever, mate. Right? Then yesterday he goes, do you know about Bitcoin currency? I said, I, I don't really know much about it. Then he's gone. Oh, you know, I've just started doing it. You know, you should invest. I'd hate, I couldn't live with myself if you didn't invest, if you missed out on this. You've never met me in your entire life. What difference does it make to you if I'm investing in Bitcoin? You couldn't live with yourself if I missed out. I don't know you like that, bitch. Well, this is a call you should be making to your daughter. What are you talking? I said, mate, I've got shit going on. So then he was carrying on. I was like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I really told you I do stand-up comedy. A stand-up comedian is not your demographic. This will end up in a routine, a script. It will end up somewhere. Don't (laughs) embarrass yourself kind of thing. Don't do it. It's not going to work. Me and you, it's not going to work kind of thing. And he was like, oh. Then they tried to sweet. Oh, but you're such a sweet, nice person. You only attract good things. I said, no, I only attract narcissists and crazy people. That's what I attract. (laughs) I'm talking about that kind of guy. He's coming to my life. He wants to know how old I am. He wants to know how many kids I've got. He wants to know this. He wants to know that. He's then trying to hone in on me. Then he's like, oh, I can't use WhatsApp because, you know, I was conned on WhatsApp before. I'm not very good on social media. Mate, you DM me on Twitter. You are okay with it then. So what are you talking about? But I've had it happen to me a few times, actually. Yeah. And if you had, because I've, I've got a few stories and I don't think it's you being black. That will stop. No, I don't think it is. I don't think, oh, it, I mean, people will people, try it. The black thing, I, because I know black girls who will pay for the takeaway every single time, or they'll pay for dinner mm, every single time, yeah. or they'll put petrol in that man's car. It's all relative. I and think, I think we can all get caught out, is yeah, what I'm saying. I think the thing is, though, that Netflix has now um, got like a, um, every year, they do a doc. They do a series about these stupid. Um, uh, this is not uh, these stupid white women and the things that they do to get their vagina itched. And they, it was like literally an anniversary of Dirty John, which, which again, when I was watching it, it came up in my Facebook memories. When I was like, how did these women believe that this man was a doctor? And the reason I didn't believe he's a doctor is because I realised from watching Dirty John that I am clearly a shallow bitch because I didn't understand why this man who says that he is a doctor is turning up to dates, to dinner parties, wearing his same said dirty scrubs. Not a scrub like in TLC, but literally the scrubs that they wear, the surgical scrubs. And I guess, so for me, like when I was talking to my friends, all black women, we look at them thinking like, why would you be going talking to this guy with those beat up, lean up Crocs and his, the dirty scrub? But that's not to say that I have known of people who have ended up with somebody who might not even have a headboard on their bed and you don't even know what they're going to do because he might look really flashy outside and we people will free up the stuff because they've got a sweet mouth. And next thing you know, you remember that black girl not long ago. He was, he's now a, he's quite successful as a rapper. I don't know yeah, what yeah, he's yeah, do. Yeah, 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 I know who he is. Yeah. But, he, this black girl was on screaming going, I took out loans for this man. 
I bought this man a Rolex or whatever it was on credit, yeah. or he used her phone to get it. Yeah. Like basically because she thought he was an up and coming rapper and he's like, babe, when I make it, we're going to do. So what I'm saying is like anybody could be caught out. Like no, that. It, can, it can, it can. I mean, I've got, I've got one friend, I've got, you know, she, she got caught. I mean, she's quite a bit older than me. And, um, you know, some of the stories that she was telling me that, you know, with, with some of the people that she's been with and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow. And so the thing is, I think sometimes it's not about race. It's not about, because it can happen to anyone. It's not about age or anything like that. Sometimes it's not even about gender, because I, uh, I had another friend as well who, um, he was Polish and like, you know, he was dealing with this guy, this Nigerian guy, and he kept asking, the guy kept asking him to, send money and he sent I think he sent him like 1,900 pounds and like was going to buy it send his flight to come here and, and all the excuses are my auntie that my auntie's sick she's got cancer so like I need some money for her hospital fees oh, I need this I need that and stuff like that and then he sent this picture he showed me the picture my, my friend showed me the picture and I just goes I'm sorry I don't know how to break this to you but that is fake. I, I can bet you a thousand pounds that's not him. And then suddenly, like a few months down the line, the guy never heard from him again. And he was like 1,900 pounds down and very down in the dumps. I mean, I hope he's all, I haven't seen him for ages, but I hope he's all right now. But, you know. Right. Well, just, yeah, I hope he's all right. I haven't seen him for But that's not catfish, like the program. Right, that's catfishing. catfishing. That's, yeah. that's two different kinds of ways that you can be got catfishing yeah. or the way the Tinder swindler did, which is in person. So if people can be caught by a catfish, it's easy to see how you can be caught by somebody in person. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think better than, I got caught out by these uh, people. Um, I just opened an email. Okay, let me explain what happened. I have lovely friends. I have gorgeous mm -hmm. friends, right? I ended up in London. I accidentally, I must have just dropped my bank card somewhere. And I had a ticket to take me back to where I live, but I didn't have anything else. And I went on Twitter and I said, oh, look at what's happened to me. I've lost my, my bank card. I'm in London, what do I do? My friend said to me, where are you? I'll come and meet you, like how much money do you want? And I said, hundred quid just for the day. When I get back, I'll transfer it back into your account. He just did it. He just was there straight away. How much do you want? I'll come and meet you. Here's the money or come in a cab, I'll pay for it. So fast forward a couple of months, I get an email from what I thought was him. And he was like, so they hacked his email account. Yeah. Basically, I got an email saying, hey, Av, da, 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 uh, how are you doing? Um, listen, do you mind giving me a couple hundred quid? Because it's my niece's birthday. And uh, I want to get her this voucher from Amazon or whatever. So I went, yeah, no problem. No problem at all. I thought, I haven't really heard him talk about a niece, but then we talk about politics and relationships and stuff, mainly. We don't talk about that stuff. Maybe he has got a niece that I just don't know about. Sent the money over. I didn't get a thank you from him, which was really weird. I thought, wow, rude. <laughs> We're talking like 11 in the morning, right? So I've given you 200 quid and said, look, he goes, I'll mm. give it back to you. Louise is laughing at me, right? No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm just not laughing. Of course, if someone's just done that for me, I'm going to do that for you. So mm. I just paid 200 quid. And then I was online. I see this guy on Twitter. So I said, um, have you checked your email? And he went, oh, no, I can't check it. Have you not looked at Facebook? I said, I don't go on Facebook anymore. He said, yeah, I was hacked. And people keep getting all oh, these. No. I went, no, oh. no. 
But I was lucky that I did it in time and I just got the money back on time. So obviously the con people then started mm. to uh, write to me to say, hey, the, the Amazon thing's not working. I said, oh, do you want me to put it through again? They were like, yeah. I said, you know, and then I started just messing them about a bit like you did. I just started going on about, oh, you know, he's just, he hasn't changed. And his, this baby should have been yours. Da, 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 da. Then I started asking for dick pics and the guys, oh, I'll give it to you later. Cause I was just thinking, what color dick are you going to send me? Because whatever colour dick you send me, I'm going to say it's the wrong colour, mate. You're a liar. But I messed them about for quite a bit. And I was saying, you know, you remember when you told me this? And it was like, yeah, 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 babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried, but they got very confused yeah. with me. And then in the end, they just gave up on me and they just stopped answering me. But yeah. so I was caught out in a scam. I, you know, so I think to really say you can't be caught as a black person or a black woman or whatever... I mean, I've been caught in a couple of scams, actually. I think with guys, I think it, just generally, I think with guys, not at this age, but younger I have for sure. You meet a guy and then they're very generous with you in the first couple of weeks. And then after that, oh, I haven't got my money. I've got, oh, would you mind paying for that? And you're thinking, hold on a frigging second. I've paid for everything for the past four weeks now. You paid for the first two weeks and you set the foundation. Now all of us now think you need to leave. I wouldn't do it now. But I can understand how it happens. And if people are saying they're up and coming rappers, there's a comedian that's been caught out recently. Yes, I saw that one. Yes. Mm. I saw that one. And yeah, that was it. That was interesting. Yes. Really? And how that happened. Really? And how it, now, oh, I'm going to say. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I like you that, say? There are people out there. So I think, yeah. But Tinder Swindler, I would say to people who are out there boasting it could never happen to me, really be careful. A woman wrote to me about some person that was faking a, a really bad illness as well. And she said that the person was taking medication to give himself fits. Oh, uh, that's like a Munchausen's. Yes. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she said he didn't even ask for money. Like she's till this day doesn't know what the hell that was about. I've had friends as well who've been with guys a couple of years and then you find out they've got a whole family on the side. You know what I mean? No, they're, work, they're working away. Louise is laughing at these things. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking of a story. I don't want to repeat it. Oh, are you thinking of somebody? I'll tell you when we're off the air. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. All right. And then there's this woman who spoke to me yesterday on Twitter and she said that the, the house before she bought it, the person who lived in it, the woman she bought it off, there was a guy who uh, lived in it for a year and was promising the owner he was gonna marry her, but all his money was tied up in Hong Kong and all that. But listen, we need to look at how we perceive what richness is and what rich people are. Because I can tell you something, rich people are tight, tight, mm -hmm. tight, tight, tight. When you see somebody living that kind of extravagant lifestyle, they're probably 100% not kosher. Do you know well, this, is, this is the thing, isn't it? Because I always remember reading, oh God, I can't remember what his name is. But anyway, he says that like, you know, there's this whole thing of the people that have to pretend and he calls them like the nouveau rich. There's the nouveau rich, those people who have just become rich, but then there's the ones who fake it. But then, you know, like if you are, you know, like you have generations of wealth and all this, and other, you don't really need to, yeah. you know show off I mean I remember like you know my PhD supervisor it, 
like, needs to be a bit careful. But uh, anyway, I just say that at uni, like the people who came from money wore the most holiest yeah. clothing, and then the ones of us who were like who were um, trying to strive would be the ones who would be back in the day spending all our money on designer clothes at Pro Beto on Bond Street. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Yes. I mean they always said like rich kids dress like they're poor, poor kids dress like they're rich. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, oh, sorry, go on. Go on. No, no, you go, Louise. I've spoken a lot. No, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, I'm just, what you said there, I'm just remembering when I was at uni and stuff, and there were some people that used to roll up in these higher purchase cars, and it was just like, or they'd spend their grants. So, like, you know, one girl, oh my God, one girl spent like, ah, she spent so much money on her weave, and it looked horrendous. And, like, you know, like the, the, um, the, the, fr the fringe was about this thick. And then she ran out of money. And like, you know, it was so bad that she couldn't, she needed 50p to buy a pie. I gave her 50p to buy a pie. <laughs> That's nice. See, you got swindled, Louise. Yeah, I bet she didn't need to, I bet she didn't need 50p to buy a pie. I bet that she was just, that wasn't her priority. <laughs> no, her hair was. It wasn't a priority. I need oh, Aisha to balance out this nonsense. The two oh, she's with the puns as well. She's coming oh. back. She's totally on the puns. Oh, but yeah, so that. I think that we can, you know, I think we have to be careful and we have to, you mm, know, yeah, there but for the grace of God, which is, you know, my saying about everything. The Tinder swindler, look at the women. You're right. The year before, it was a guy pretending to be in the Rothschild family who got these women yeah. to their houses. No, no, honestly. And the thing is, like, maybe... Um, Maybe it's because it's Netflix is predominantly American, so they're catering for a white audience, which is why they will do all of these things. And also, like even like the other one, where it's is it called Finding Anna or whatever it's called, which is also on Netflix at the moment. Where is that the drama Tilda Swinton? Um, yeah. I can't remember, but she's like she's a woman who's gone to prison, I think. But and then was definitely Anna, and it's just like all these people that they're doing things. It's like yeah, whatever. But the Tinder Swindler is a bit like how Deirdre, Deirdre ended up in prison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Free Deirdre. Exactly. Free, free the Weatherfield one. Yeah. Listen, all I can say, <laughs> listen, is please, ladies, whatever is happening to you out there, and guys as well, we love yeah. our gay men, our bisexual men, and... Or even straight men might also get swindled too. Yeah. Any, anybody can... It can happen to anybody, mummy. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anyone, but... As a rule, I don't really care about cishet men, so I'm really sorry. Hey, ladies, get your bag if you can get it. But everybody else who is not a cishet man, just be really careful out there. And under loneliness can make you do some stupid things. So please, that's from us at Black Women's Hour to you. Please, I'd like to talk about this again. I want to hear more examples. I think we should, like we were talking about, you know, when it comes to cultural things and racial stuff and white supremacy, we should pull information. We should do that with this as well. So anybody who's got any stories that they want to tell us, please send them in. And that mm. is the end of our Black Woman's Hour. We are actually doing an extra show this week. And for Black History Month, we have, I'm not even going to say who we have, please. American Black History Month. Uh, uh, sorry, I meant LGBT History Month. <laughs> yeah. It can be both, it's both. So yeah. we, we should have a really, really good guest on tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to jinx it. So hopefully it doesn't fall through at the last minute. So uh, Louise, do you want to end on anything? 
No, okay. <laughs> no, I need to do oh, that. I, I do. Yeah. Me yeah. Like, comment, share. We should just yes, and what? subscribe. Please subscribe. subscribe. We need you to subscribe. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back soon. Bye 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 bye. Love you. Love to Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.